it's not like buying a car. Like you show up at the dealership and you're <laughs> like, okay, wait, let me figure out what car I want. Do I want leather? Do I want cloth? Do I want black? Do I want silver? Why do I want a sunroof or not? You know, you negotiate and you, you drive off the lot with your car. It's not as simple as that. And so when people ask me that question, I ask them, are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to do what it will actually take for you to find that new career? Because you don't just wake up and say, all right, talk to me to get a new job. Next day, got my job offer. Like, that's not how it works. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And this week, we have yet another guest, another great guest who has been on before. And you know, if I'm bringing somebody back, they must be truly, truly phenomenal because out of the 60 plus episodes that we have so far, we've only brought back a total of three guests. Um, And so I know you guys are going to truly enjoy this dialogue. Uh, She's not just any guest. She's also a friend. She's also a client. I don't think there's a week that goes by where we don't touch base on some level. If you know me personally, probably those a lot of those touch bases are via a voice note on whatever platform that is most accessible to me at the moment. But I was so delighted to have a conversation with her. And when someone is your friend um, and your client, you have such a dynamic relationship You know, there's always great conversation, and I believe that you guys are going to find a lot of value in what we discussed on today's podcast. I'm going to share a little bit more about her, and then I'm going to get right into the podcast. As a career designer, speaker, and consultant, Letitia Bird, founder and CEO of Bird Career Consulting, is on a mission to help millennial professionals turn their dreams into careers that will allow them to live life on their own terms. Her work is centered at the intersection of career empowerment and life visioning. She founded Bird Career Consulting, a consulting agency that provides resume makeovers, LinkedIn makeovers, interview coaching, and executive career coaching. She partners with professional organizations, nonprofits, universities, and corporations to deliver keynotes and workshops centered around people engagement and upward mobility, and provides coaching with a range of clients, including Black Enterprise, United Negro College Fund, Wake Forest University, and the Urban League. She is also an adjunct faculty at the North Carolina A&T State University and a certified life and career coach. She's also the host of a weekly career advice podcast with Living Corporate. Guys, you are not going to want to miss this one. Let me know what you think. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And today we have a repeat guest, right? I think I think she's one of three Right. You, you got to be an OG. You got to be like legit to get invited back. Right. So she meets the criteria. So, Tisha, thank you for, for coming back on the show. How are you? Hey, George, I am well. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing good. I mean, we're, we're still in, in the midst of the, the pandemic. right? I'm sure that even though this probably will air in a few weeks, we'll still, 
you know, be impacted by it. So I'm just, you know, Saturday afternoon, um, just making the most of it. You know, I can't, I can't complain. I cannot complain. Got it. Same here. I mean, there's not much we can do, but you know, we can go for nice walks. We can go to the store. We can, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, do some leisurely things. So I'm making the most of being at home. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make like a Corona like survival kit. Like, what are all the things that I can do right now? Like, I can play like I might. You know what? I haven't played video games in like 15 years. I might mess around. And give me like an Xbox or something. I don't know. I doubt it. You though. should. You think? You think I should? No. I don't know. I mean, George, you have plenty of things to do. Yeah, I guess I got so much. I feel like my my activity hasn't slowed down. So it's like, do I, you know, more than anything, I just need to look for a couple of leisure things to do. Because as far as all this free time people are talking about during the day, I'm like, mm, I ain't got it. Um, so, you know. Same, same. Yeah, my family calls me any time of the day now. They're like, hey, you're working, you're busy. Like, I was doing the same thing. Right, 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 right. I'm doing the same thing now that I was doing before. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I am being more mindful of finding things to do at home that kind of takes me away from work. <laughs> since I can't just go, you know, hang out with friends and go to dinner and, you know, do those fun activities. So I'm trying to figure out what fun looks like for me here at my place. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, I know you were on the show before, but I mean, that was when it was the legacy and lifestyle show, right? We've had a name change. A lot's happened. So, you know, um, I guess in your own words, even though we've done the intro and all that stuff, just, you know, share with uh, our listeners a little bit about, you know, who Letitia Burr really is and what she's all about. Yes. Thank you, George. So I am all about career empowerment. I'm all about career visioning. I'm all about helping my clients step into the best selves of them professionally, helping them understand what that actually looks like, what that means to them, you know, releasing the narrative of just getting a job, moving up the rank, but more so focusing on fulfillment, you know, satisfaction, enjoyment, versus just achievement. And um, that's really what I pride myself on. So I am a career coach. I help my clients understand what's most important to um, them in terms of their careers, in terms of the lifestyle that they want to live, and finding opportunities that align with that lifestyle that they ultimately desire with the values that they want to live by. Um, My coaching has You know, I don't even remember how long it's been since I've been on the show, George, but business has grown um, significantly. I've coached clients, which I'm very proud to say, all over the world. Um, I just had a coaching session earlier this morning with someone in Nigeria. You know, I've coached clients in Bahamas and Paris, France. Um, So that's been amazing work. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, my clients have landed at some really awesome companies. So um, LinkedIn, uh, Google, Amazon, you know, Salesforce, all of the, you know, large banks and and consulting firms. Some of them have just quit their jobs. (laughs) They realize (laughs) that a paycheck isn't everything. So I'm going to take some time off, and I'm just going to live life and be happy. And they're going back to school now, or they're starting businesses. So... Um, 
yeah, that's what I would, you know, kind of say in terms of what I'm about. I'm all about just serving my clients. Yeah. And I think the fact that even though you're a career coach, right, like I think and we talked a little bit about this on the last episode, like I think that just speaks to the holistic nature of what you do. Right. It's like, you know, you always wonder is like, am I kind of like spilling over into the the life coach realm? Because at the end of the day, we, we spend a lot of time, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee, your work to consumes a lot of your time. Right. And so there needs to be kind of this really intentful thinking around what am I doing? Does it fulfill me? Does it make my heart sing? Like, you know, and not just am I climbing the corporate ladder or am I getting another notch of achievement under my belt as a business owner? And I think, you know, you, you embody that, right? Like I know you talked about how much your business has evolved and changed. I remember shortly after, you know, we started working together, you know, you really started to look within and it's like, okay, what, what changes do I want to make? Right. Like, how do I want to continue to make That's sure right. that I don't, you know, get complacent or stuck in what's working? Cause I think people often think the transition is from bad to good, right? No, the transition is right. from, is from good to great. Right. That's and right. and that's a hard transition to make because oftentimes good feels good. Right. So it's like, man, well, is it working? I'm like, I remember like it was yesterday, like, you know, and I know you might still be doing some of it, but you know, mm-hmm. the, the LinkedIn, the consulting, like all that, like, the resume <laughs> yeah. stuff, like you were crushing it. Right. So it's like, that's what helped your business kind of like, you know, really get to the next level. And so it's like, how do you then look intrinsically? And it's like, okay, yes, this is working out monetarily, but I feel like there's more inside of me um, from a f- fulfillment and impacts perspective that I can get out to the world. Right. So I'm, that wasn't an, uh, an original question, but like, what was your thought process like to look at like, <laughs> man, OK, I because I, when we talked, you hadn't even been an entrepreneur for a year. Right. So it's like, how do I go from not full time, not full time, not full time. Yeah, me, not yeah I was still very much so I was very much so treating it like a side hustle, even when it finally became a full-time hustle for me. Right, right. And so you went from, you know, okay, my goal is just to make quote-unquote full-time money um, in my business to, okay, that box has been checked tenfold. Now, let me get back to really focusing on the fulfillment side of what I do. So what was that like mental transition? Like I know we had, you know, quite a few conversations in that season, um, but just curious to, you know, what your thought process was during that time. Right. You know, George, I really want to just like publicly thank you for, you know, being a friend, a mentor, a business coach, colleague, just someone that I can always come to and you will always give me your advice, not in a, like I'm shaming you for not doing it this way, but in a, I truly want to, you know, see you win and I want you to do what's best. For you, So I really appreciate you for that, George. And there were three pivotal conversations that we had. We've, we've had a lot of conversations. Yeah. Or I'm always reaching out to you. <laughs> <laughs> but there were three pivotal conversations that we had. And I think it's been 2018, then 2019, and then 2020. Wow, so, when you think about it, yeah, yeah, that's right. Right? So 2018, I had just quit corporate America. I started my business in 2015. I quit in February 18th, 2018 was my last day in corporate. You and I ended up meeting some time around then, shortly after. And I came to you to become my financial advisor. And through that conversation, I realized that I 
can only do so much with this little change that I'm bringing in business wise. <laughs> so I need to make more money. <laughs> I'm, I mean, there were other things, of course, that I learned from that conversation. But that was the first thing was, listen, if you really want to hit your financial goals, savings, investing, all of that, like your business needs to make needs to make more money. So um, that was the first thing. And I decided to start to invest more into in, building infrastructure, putting money into, you know, systems, technology systems that I can use to move my business or to make things more efficient with my time, started putting more money into people as well. So building out a, a team. Um, and I would say within, you know, 2018, maybe business revenue at the time was maybe 5,000, 5,000, 6,000. And I remember you telling me like, hey, this is good because a lot of businesses don't even make any profit at all within their first couple of years. And in my mind, I said, this isn't good enough for me. Right. Like, that's great, but I need, I need more. And so by the end of coming into 2019, um, I ended up really getting, at one point we were, ha we were working with about 15 clients at one time. So Birth Career Consulting, which is a company I started in 2015, it's still running. We offer resume makeovers, LinkedIn makeovers, interview coaching. Um, and that business was going great. I had about three resume, three contract resume writers at the time. Um, I had, um, a, a great assistant at the time. We were working with about 15 clients at one time, but in a month we would work anywhere, work with anywhere between 40 to 50 clients. And, you know, we were, I was consistently hitting maybe 15, 10, $15,000 a month, but I was so burnt out. And this is when I remember you and I had a meeting and I remember feeling just stressed and overwhelmed. Like my energy was off <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, I'm just so stressed. Like I remember I couldn't even really focus during our meeting. And you said, okay, well you could just get rid of that resume business if you want. Like you don't seem passionate or happy about it. And when you said that it kind of threw me off <laughs> because I was like, I could, but yeah. I can't do that. What are you talking like? That's that's how I started this business. Right. I can't get rid of that, and um, in, ended up going back to the gone board and saying, "Okay." So going back to your thoughts on just kind of living out this very same thing that you're preaching, like as a doctor, you got to take your own medicine, and so I can't be out here telling my clients like, "Go live your best life." and find the lifestyle that you want to live and then find a career that's going to allow you to do that. If my business was running me and I'm not running it. And so I ended up making some significant changes in the offering, you know, so like just restructuring um, or repositioning my business, figuring out what is the true value that I want to provide to my clients and understanding that it was within my own power and range to do what I wanted to do. And I could pivot at any time. I just had to accept that, what I thought I wanted really wasn't what I wanted anymore. So you and I had that conversation. I ended up going to therapy, therapy, um, starting therapy within a month or a couple months after. And I remember telling my therapist the same thing. Like I would come into our sessions like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so stressed. Like being an entrepreneur is so hard. And I think that's the narrative that we push anyway. So mm -hmm. we're used to, Oh, I'm, I got a business. It's so stressful. It's so much work. And it doesn't have to be that way. And my therapist said, girl, this is your business. So 
can you help me to explain why you chose this life? <laughs> wow. So simple, and right? So simple. It was so simple. So it was that conversation that we had, George, the conversation I had with my therapist, and I said, no more. So I ended up, um, you know, cutting about half of the um, half of my team, so downsizing my team. Um, and I still have the resume writing business. You know, that is still bringing in consistent revenue for me every month, but I figured out a way to make that process more automated. And then I shifted my focus to career coaching, you know, which is what I truly, truly enjoy. I restructured my packages. Um, I created my own new website on Squarespace. Like I built it myself, <laughs> uh, com, And I started to market myself as a career coach versus me, someone just running this resume writing business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been so amazing just to see your evolution in such a short period of time. Right. Like I remember those kind of, I'm Thank glad you. you remember them too. But I remember those conversations. Right. And, you know, I, I try to be as tactful as possible when I'm, you know, approaching, you know, people's finances and giving advice on business. Oh, because, I, because I know, you know, these are th- these are things that people are, you know, hold near and dear or are vulnerable things. Um, but at the same token, I, I try to be honest. Right. And I, what I what I really love about you is that you execute. Right. You take right. action. And that's why, like you're in the position that you're in right now. Like, yes, I am appreciative of the kind words and, uh, and the things that you said about our conversations and some of the things that maybe have, you know, sparked some of the things that you've done, but ultimately none of it would have mattered if you didn't execute. And so I think that's an important that's right. takeaway, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're um, an employee, like when you get this game, when you sign up for a coaching program, when you sign up for, you know, a serv- you know, one-on-one service or whatever it is, um, or buy a course, take action because none of it matters if you don't take action. That's the only reason why she was able to evolve is two reasons. One, she took action and two, um, she had the self-awareness enough to know that she wanted more despite what success looked like um, in comparison to other people. Right. That's and right. So, so I just want to right. also give you credit because, you know, like I said, I've literally, you know, been like a fly on the wall and watching this evolution and it's great. <laughs> and it's almost like, you have also become an inspiration to me um, because Aww, while I have <laughs> your first tears on the sh- podcast, um, <laughs> but um, but no, but because it's like, you know, like and you get this right. Like, you know, we're friends. We have a dynamic relationship. Right. So we're friends. You know, I'm kind of like a, a coach and right. mentor and then all that kind of stuff and, and everything in between. And so when you see someone who does the work, takes the action, and it comes to fruition. It's like, it's a very fulfilling thing to see. It's a reminder for you and validates what you do, right? So when you're when you're coaching people in their career, and it's like they came to you and they were unfulfilled and they didn't have the confidence to, you know, ask for more money or whatever the things were that they had challenges with, and then something that you shared with them sparked an action in them and they got results, it's inspiring, right? It reaffirms like, oh, yeah. That's why I have to do this. That's why, you know, yes. I'm uniquely quali- qualified to talk about the things that we talk about. Because some of the untold truths of coaches is that we need help, too. Right. We need to be led Absolutely. too. you know, we need to be poured into as well. And so, you know, that that's almost like a, an inadvertent way for us to get our cup filled after give after, you know, pouring out so much is to see that what we're doing matters. 
and it works for people. Absolutely. You know, so I just want to let you know that you simply executing and doing what you do reminds me, you know, why the conversations and the thing that, things that I do and the services that I offer are important. So I'm glad to see how well you've blossomed in such a short period of time. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That that means a lot. And I think as you were talking, I thought about three things that I had to do and, you know, three things that I even subconsciously encourage my clients to do is, one, you have to be willing to divorce an old idea. And sometimes we don't even realize that what we thought we wanted isn't what we wanted anymore until we truly sit down and, and process it. And I think through, you know, having the, the conversation with you and my therapist, I realized that I'm, I really don't want this anymore. And this is why I'm passionate about the work that I do as a coach is because my clients, they come to me, either they're un, un, devalued or undervalued at work, they're overworked, they're underpaid, but they don't fully realize that, yes, maybe this, this job that you thought you wanted is not it anymore. And you have to be okay with that. So one is being willing to divorce like who you thought you wanted to be. The second part is being willing to commit and take action to figure out what is it that you want. And then the third is to be willing to put in the work. So when my clients come to me saying, I need to make a change in my career, like it just, I hate it. I'm, should I go get a job? And I'm starting to push back when people ask me that question because getting a, a job or I, I want to focus on you finding your career and finding the path, not just going and getting a job. Anybody can do that, but finding your dream career, landing your dream career. It's not like you just, it's not like buying a car. Like you show up at the dealership and you're <laughs> like, okay, wait, let me figure out what car I want. Do I want leather? Do I want cloth? Do I want black? Do I want silver? Why do I want a sunroof or not? You know, you negotiate and you, you drive off the lot with your car. It's not as simple as that. And so when people ask me that question, I ask them, are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to do what it will actually take for you to find that new career? Because you don't just wake up and say, all right, time for me to get a new job. Next day, got my job offer. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> so you have to, you know, one, be willing to be introspective and just simply commit to doing the work. No, that's good. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. Welcome back to another episode of Fix Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you address at least one thing to fix your finances, right? So how many people, they got like some out, you hear that? That's unopened mail. Well, actually mine is opened. How many of y'all have just stacks of mail tucked away unopened because you feel like on the inside of it, there's some kind of bill, something that you don't want to address, something that you don't want to pay, and you just don't want to deal with it? This Friday, that stops. I want you to sit down. I want you to gather all that unopened mail, all that stuff in the junk drawer, all that stuff that you think isn't causing hidden stress, but it is because it's like an app running in the background. You just haven't addressed it and closed it out and open that mail. Right. If there's 800 numbers that have called you and you ignored them, I want you to call them back. And today is the day that you take the power back. Right. 
and get in control of these outstanding debts and bills. Okay, I want you to open every piece of mail. I want you to get a sheet of paper, write out what it is. What you'll find is that 60 percent of the mail is junk. Right. So the stack of mail that you actually have to do anything with is like 20 percent. Um, and I want you to make a list of who you need to call. What do you need to address? What are you behind on and get in control? Most of these uh, creditors, all, all they all they want is for you to be in contact with them. There's so many people that's not paying them. If you just call them and say, hey, look, I ain't got it right now, but here's my plan. They'll be cool with that. But when you kick the can down the road, ignore the phone calls, don't open the mail. That's when they think you're not trying to resolve it. And that's when they're not willing to be flexible. So just, be, you know, get on the phone. Figure out what the issue is and stop pushing it off. I guarantee you, you'll feel a lot less stress if you just address the problem. So what are we doing this week? We are addressing those unanswered, unopened bills. We are calling back those unanswered numbers and we are taking the control back from our finances and not feeling this fake anxiety just because we have a stack of mail that we haven't addressed that 60% of it is junk mail anyway. All right. I'll see you back next week for another segment of Fix Your Finances Friday. So getting into a little bit of uh, the career coaching piece, right? So like, what are some of the biggest roadblocks that you see when it comes to people like moving towards their their dream career or asking what they really want and just really identifying that? What are some of the roadblocks that you've seen with like the clients that you've worked with? The biggest roadblock that I see is I'll speak to what they need that they don't have at that time or maybe they realize that they don't have and that's what we work through. So my coaching is centered around the three C's and that's clarity, confidence, and control. And just in my years of coaching, that's what I've realized my clients are missing. That's what I've realized are those those roadblocks by having the lack of those three. And so first starting with clarity, they may be lacking clarity on what they actually want to do. And that could be because, uh, you know, maybe they, in me, I went through this personally, going to school, getting a degree in something, and getting a job in that field, you realize that's not what I wanted. This is not what I thought it was going to be. This isn't giving me that lifestyle that I want. Um, the things that we learn in school, it doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't apply, but we aren't really, you know, taught to kind of go through a job discovery process while we're learning about that certain subject matter. We don't really think about how does this look from a day-to-day lifestyle, you know, work perspective. So either they thought that they were going to like what they went to school for, they realized that they don't, and there's a lot of confusion around that. Um, They also aren't clear on what they bring to the table. So not even what they bring to the table, but how that's most relevant and transferable to the type of opportunities they would be interested in. So... Like, for, uh, for example, I have a client that I'm coaching right now who he's in school, he's getting his master's in project management, but he has a lot of customer service experience, a lot of retail experience. And what we realized through coaching sessions or kind of what I told him, it was 
you have a lot of project management experience already. You know, as we kind of talked through his work, we realized that we're, there were a lot of process, new processes that he implemented um, in the company that they still use. There's a lot of resource management that was going into the work that he was doing. That all directly ties to project management. So they're lacking that clarity. The, the, the most important one that I see, a lot of my clients, just people in general, lack is confidence. And that's honestly the biggest thing that will hold you back is one, not fully owning your skill set, not fully owning the value that you bring. But then also, if you don't feel it internally, externally, it's going to be hard for you to be able to communicate that. So if you're not confident in yourself, one, you're counting yourself out of applying to jobs that you should ultimately apply to anyways. Um, so you may be doubting yourself and thinking, I, who, who am I to apply for this job? They're not going to look at me twice. When in reality, you w- probably would be a great candidate for it. You just, you're not giving yourself enough credit. But let's say, let's move past the applications to interviewing. You're not interviewing confidently. You're not walking in these interviews like, okay, this interview is going both ways. I know I'm an asset. Now let me make sure that this is the right company that's going to allow me to show up as my best self professionally. So you lack the confidence to do that because you're not confident in yourself in these interviews. The recruiter or the hiring manager, they're not going to be confident either. And then the third C is control. What I mean by control is that a lot of us lack control over our careers or we give that power um, of our careers to our employers to the hiring managers, to the recruiters that we're working with throughout the, you know, job application, job searching process. So, you know, let's say a company says, okay, we'll, we'll call you back in a week, but you've been waiting two, three weeks and you're scared to reach out. You know, it's, and what I tell my clients is you need to make sure you are maintaining effective communication with every single person in this hiring process, you need to make, make sure that you're maintaining, you know, communication with those in your network, or you're always going to feel like you're not in control because you are releasing that control to someone else. Ooh, you just gave us some bars, bars. Okay. <laughs> okay. With the th- three C's yeah. and the, okay. I, I see what you got going. Boy, I tell you, Tisha comes with it. <laughs> Tisha comes with it. I'm not like that. That's you know this, yeah. And I mean it. I get my best ideas at like two, three in the morning. (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) And so, you know, as I was working on my my website that I launched last year, you know, I said, how can I, how can I communicate the value of my coaching, or how do I, you know, how can how do I personally live? through my own values and what do those values look like when it comes to my coaching style, when it comes to how, you know, I help my clients. And I said, Hmm, the three C's. And that just helps me to kind of break it down in those three areas. No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that's really, really a great breakdown. So um, I think now's a great time to segue. Now that we have a little context on, you know, what you typically do and, you know, how, how you help clients really navigate, not just through their career, but really try to find, strike that balance between 
what matters to most of them in life and how they can align um, their career with that. Um, my question for you is being that, you know, the world has been turned upside down essentially by the mm-hmm. coronavirus and that the economy right. has completely changed and things have been disrupted. How should current job seekers think about things? How should they navigate their search? Like are companies still hiring? Should people like just call it quits and throw in the towel until things start to turn around? Like what, what are you thinking about right now and how are you helping your clients uh, think about their approach to searching for a job in this season or a career, I should say, in this season. Right. You know, it is it is easy to feel like you said, let me just throw in a towel here. Nobody's hiring. When you're already going into this job search, you know, phase, thinking or feeling unsure, um, or uncertain about yourself, even adding on this additional weight <laughs> of knowing that all companies aren't hiring right now, it is easy for you to want to pull back and say, you know what, nobody's going to hire me anyways. Honestly, you probably thought that about yourself before coronavirus hit. Mm. So if you're going into it, you know, if you're going into this phase now, like, all right, nobody's hiring. I'm just going to give up. <laughs> Again, you're giving that power away to, you know, who? I don't even know who it is. So one thing that I'm first helping my clients with is just separating facts versus feelings. You know, my client yesterday on our session said, nobody's hiring right now. And I said, is that true? Have you talked to every single company out here? Have you looked at every single job board? And when you do, when you look at job boards, does indeed say nobody's hiring right now We're closed? No, that's <laughs> not the case. Um, right, right, right. But, you know, it, it is easy to, you know, it's a challenging time. It, it, it is easy to kind of feel doubtful because there is a lot of uncertainty. Um, so this is a good time to, one, really go take a couple of steps back and identify um, how can I be most prepared for this like really focusing on putting your best foot forward companies. There are companies that aren't hiring, right? You know, let's just be honest about that. There are certain industries that have kind of completely shut down hospitality, tourism, right. you know, event planning companies. Um, I have friends that are professional speakers and they're trying to pivot and figure out what to do from here. So companies or industries that could directly, you know, assist in spreading this virus even more. Yes, they've had to shut down and close their doors, but there are several industries that are still continuing to move forward. So this is a good time to figure out how you as a job seeker may need to pivot and focus more so on the industries and the companies that are hiring. I think that when this first hit within maybe the last month, things have changed significantly and it changes every day. A lot of companies maybe weren't used to, I mean, they've had to move their entire workforce virtually. And I've seen where hiring for those companies, like they're still hiring, but hiring has slowed down because they weren't used to doing, you know, the hiring or the interviewing, the hiring and the onboarding. They weren't used to, or they didn't have systems and processes in place to do 100% of that virtually. There are some companies that didn't have any employees working virtually at all 
And so I do think companies, one, had to kind of shift to where they had to focus on making sure their employees were straight and able to work from home. Um, they had to go back to the drawing board as well and understand, okay, um, what, what roles can we put off hiring for now? What are the most critical roles that we need? And the hiring in terms of their needs, they've had to reassess their hiring needs, how critical they are. Um, but they have not fully just completely said we're not hiring. But it does depend on the industry. Some companies, they did put out, you know, hiring freezes. Um, but what I'm encouraging my clients to do is to, you know, continue to look at job boards, continue to apply, but also, you know, be mindful of when these jobs were posted. I don't know if I would trust a job that was posted one month ago. I would actually reach out to someone at the company, find a recruiter on LinkedIn and ask them, is this role something that you all are still hiring for? So to go back to your question on what I'm telling people, it's to continue to, you know, move forward, but to also be more intentional. Um, you know, not just applying, but making sure you're building relationships now that could even help you down the road. Um, maybe there are companies that aren't hiring right now, but they will be hiring in a month or in a few months or whenever that, this whole stay at home thing is lifted, they're going to start hiring more. So this is the time to network. This is the time to get organized. Um, and then this is also time to really make sure that your application is tight, your resume, your LinkedIn cover letter, all of that is super tight. So you can stand out from the rest of the competition. Wow. Well put, well put. So it's not a time to you know, just throwing the towel. And I think to your point, one of the things you said that stuck out to me, it, 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 these are your thoughts now. Those are probably your thoughts then. Most of the people I know who are still very confident and sure of themselves and, you know, what they're going to do this year, most of them have just pivoted, adapted, adjusted, and, and continue to thrive, you know, despite, you know, the circumstance, right? And I, I mean, you can, throw, right. you can throw in any, like circumstances are come a dime a dozen, right? So if it's not coronavirus, right. you, you're sick. If it's not, you're sick, uh, you know, something's going on with a family member. If it's not a family member, something's going on with your relationship. Like life is always going to happen, right? So the, con right. the concept is how can I thrive despite the realities of what's going on around me because that's never going to change there's always going to granted this is at global scale right no comparison but conceptually mm -hmm. this is a great time to see okay well how do i respond to still marching towards what matters most to me when things don't go right right it's just a concept so if you can figure it out in this season when life throws you punches maybe that aren't quite as hard as this then you should have no no issue being able to navigate that Right. And so it's just really important right now to really um, just get in the right headspace. I think now is a great time to have self-awareness. One of my favorite quotes is uh, the true root of all disease is being disconnected from oneself. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, and if you break down the word disease, dis-ease, right, you're not at your body is not at ease. Right. So it's mm. like when I'm in tune with myself, I can actually pay attention and be close enough to know that something's off. Right. And then know to act on that thing. And so I think it's very important yeah. to be to use this season of forced isolation to get to know yourself. Right. And that sounds simple, but it's That's like. Right. 
you know, it's so easy to, you know, fill time with distractions. It's so easy to fill time with TV. It's so easy to fill time with something. Like if you can't sit with yourself, then that's telling you something, right? So right now is a great time to really increase your level of self-awareness. And then maybe an unpopular opinion, but, you know, one of my other favorite quotes is very simple, but when the facts change, so do I. What do you do? Right. The world is the world has yep. changed. Right. We can mope about it. We can cry about it. We can say that our jobs can be replaced by robots. We can we can we can see all of that. Right. But the reality is, what are you going to do about it? Right. Are you going to respond? Are you going to are you going to pivot? Are you going to adapt or are you going to just be woe is me? And this is happens to me and and just have this victim mindset. Now is not the time for that, because while you're doing that, someone else uh -oh. is like, OK, bet. Well, I'm going to increase the value that I bring to the marketplace. I'm going to adjust to the way the world works right now. And I'm going to be well suited for these opportunities versus crying that they're, that, it, that the world is changing. You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Sounds like you're like in my coaching session. <laughs> I told you fly on the wall. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm leaning into that. I know. What's wrong with that? <laughs> hey, you know, I'm leaning into that technology. Be careful. You just never know where I'm at. No, nah, I'm just kidding. right. <laughs> let me let me turn off my Google Home and Alexa. Right. I'm, but, I'm, I'm You're right. You're yeah. right. You know what I definitely learned through my coaching certifications program is that coaching is focused on a solution. We're focused on action oriented steps. We are focused on progression. Um, and that's what I always go back to. I tell my clients that even before we get started. And I'll tell them, like, look, you if you want to sit on our sessions and complain and do the woe is me and nobody's hiring, I'm never going to get a job, I'm not. I'll let them do that for, like, a couple minutes. And I'm like, okay, you feel better now that you got that out? Because I'm not <laughs> going to let you operate from... A, a spirit of self-defeat anymore i'm right. just not right and so how can we continue to move forward but also one thing you said about the self-awareness piece and making sure that we do have that relationship with self many of us don't and you know going back to the conversation that you and i had even last year you know i wasn't fully aware that I didn't enjoy that aspect of my business anymore. I wasn't aware that I was running ragged as a business owner because I thought that was how it's supposed to be. You running a business, you got to go to these meetings, you running over here, you might not have time to eat, you might not have time to work out, you, you know, working late until 3 a.m., then you're up again at 7, and it's like you're busy rolling. And because I did not have at that time that self-awareness, I was allowing myself to operate that way without recognizing that it doesn't have to be that way. And I can change and, and I can pivot. Um, but it took me asking, you know, the hard questions like you asked earlier. Am I satisfied? Am I happy? Is this what I want to be doing? If I look up six months, a year, five years down the road, the way my day is going, would I be okay with every single day being just like this? And if the answer is no, then you have to make some changes. So self-awareness is first. But then also I think self-knowledge is important too to focus on during this time of, you know, isolation. And so for many of us, we might be wanting to change careers right now. And instead of 
you know, being upset about nobody's calling me back. I'm putting in all these applications. Is there a skills gap? Can you go out and take more courses online? What type of uh, skills maybe aren't being fully demonstrated on your resume? Do you need to go back to your resume and make some changes? Or do I just need to build more relationships and tap into the network that I have, right? And so um, self-awareness is great, but then that self-knowledge is important too, like being real with yourself and then making the adjustments if needed. Yeah, 100%, 100%. This podcast episode is sponsored by CapitalWise. CapitalWise is a boutique financial planning firm serving entrepreneurs of high-growth companies. We also have investment management services for all. Plan precisely, invest intelligently. CapitalWise. That's something that I've been thinking about. And this is a pretty dynamic thought process and it's the reason why I have multiple streams of income. But, you know, technically, you know, being that the stock market is something that's impacted by what's happening right now. Granted, we've we've rallied and we've rebounded a bit, Um, but inevitably my Q1 assets under management revenue is going to decrease. It is what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. We lost the Dow, dropped 10,000 points and. A month, right? So, yeah, gonna gonna mm-hmm. take a hit there. Um, so that's why I'm I'm very self aware and very uh, just I've always been of the mindset, you know, to have multiple streams of revenue so that if you know something happens in one area, you can either turn up the volume, um, <laughs> so to speak, in another one, and you'll be just fine, or you're already fine because you always have multiple streams of revenue. But what I wanted to to bring up specifically is, yep. you know, in your career, at the end of the day you know, your job is to help people thrive and find, you know, their ideal career and with their kind of potentially being a slowdown in that temporarily, um, obviously you've highlighted ways that people can still stand out in this season, but are you concerned that, you know, this will impact your business or how are you thinking about, you know, what's happening right now as it relates to, you know, the way that your business works? Yeah, it has impacted my business for sure. I think it's impacted every single, you know, person. And I guess I can't speak for everyone, but um, it's not impacting the business, impacting us as people and just how we're feeling, um, you know, internally. But I did have quite a few speaking engagements, you know, lined up um, from, you know, March to May that were all canceled (laughs) so that was you know thousands of dollars that don't know when I'll be speaking (laughs) again Um, however one thing that I'm really you know just kind of proud of is that um, all digital offerings is something that and I know you know this George we I've been having conversations with you about but also really been intentional about um, implementing in my business even last year. And so um, I've moved to doing more, you know, digital courses. Um, of course, my coaching, I about 20% of my coaching clients are here locally in Charlotte and we'll meet in person. But 
we were already, I was already doing majority of my coaching uh, via Zoom. Um, but I have had to really change um, how I was communicating the value of coaching, you know, to my clients. So instead of, a, hey, I'm going to help you, you know, land a job or a career, it's more of a, hey, I'm going to guide you through this period of uncertainty. I'm going to be that resource for you as you are recognizing that um, maybe your whole career is going to have, have to take a significant, you know, um, transition to something you haven't fully even thought about. So definitely changing how I am marketing, communicating the value of my business. The great thing about what I do and something I am super grateful about and this gift that God has given me is that people are always going to be working, <laughs> you know? So there's nice. always a need for having a career coach. I'm being more mindful and sensitive to what their needs are and being really intentional about listening on our coaching sessions where, you know, even from the conversations I've had with clients in January have shifted a lot to the past couple of weeks where I'm just saying, how are you mentally? How are you emotionally? How are you? And one thing we're focused on even more now, George, is time management. Like before, I used to tell my clients, like, all right, let's get to these jobs, let's apply, let's do this networking, let's do all of these things. But I'm realizing that my clients are more exhausted, just mentally, just being fed all of this disheartening information. So right now, I'm focusing more on time management and then job search strategy. So what days are you going to commit to uh, really focusing on your career goals? And what time? Because a lot of them now are having to, you know, work from home. They may have children. You know, they may have spouses or families at home. They may be having to deal with sick relatives. And there's just a lot of other life issues that are um, really kind of infiltrating their pro productivity as it relates to navigating this job search. So it, sh it shifted more to the time management um, making sure that they still feel like I'm doing the best that I, best that I can <laughs> right now. And what does that best look like? And just being truly realistic um, about that with them. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so what are you most excited about for 2020, despite all that's happening in the world right now? What I'm most excited about with 2020 is in business wise just in general just in general uh, in general you know i you and i had a conversation earlier this year i remember i was so pressed to speak with you and have our meeting so i could plan out my 2020 you know offerings and launch plans and, and all of that and um I'll be honest, like in full transparency, I did start feeling down. I started feeling down about it because as a, as a coach, as someone that's really into the lives of my clients and just kind of feeling how this is impacting people personally, it is um, disheartening. It, it can be, you know, um, emotionally kind of taxing, but 
I am still grateful to be able to do the work that I do. And I feel that this is a time even more where I feel that my work is super critical. Um, so what I'm super excited about business-wise is that I've recently launched a members club, which is um, an online community for, for women of color that are just seeking greatness and they want to flourish professionally in their career. Um, it's uh, only $15 a month. It just launched in April. Each month is a different theme. So we have, um, you know, a monthly webinar. We have, they get a digital workbook. Um, there's a, a online group or a Facebook community. So really kind of bringing that community together. One thing that I realized through coaching is that a lot of women, specifically women of color, you know, that may be single or may feel alone at work. They are really craving that community. Um, and it's always good to have other people that are on the journey with you. And so super excited, super excited about that. I just launched it April 1st and I have 94 people that have signed up for that. So hey. I'm super, I know I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> got to throw a little sound effect in there. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. Um, in terms of anything else I'm excited about, uh, there's something that's going on. I can't announce it just yet, but there's a new coaching contract that I landed um, with the tech company. Super excited about that. But then I'll also have another tech company, Zapier, and um, coaching their employees. So I am excited about just, you know, the new opportunities that have even been presented my way, but really focusing on this online community. I forgot to share the name of it. It's Career Chasers. So it's the Career Chasers Members Club. You know, um, my goal is to, I have to talk to you about this offline, but I want to get this up to maybe like 300 by the end of this year, maybe 500. I don't know. That would be phenomenal. Um, but I'm excited to figure out what are the different ways that I can provide value um also moving into doing more more writing and so when um all of this happened in terms of you know corona just really becoming like the main subject <laughs> that everybody was talking about right i asked myself well how can i be you know someone that is continuing to how can i add value at this time i don't want to throw a bunch of packages and prices in their face, but how can I be a trusted resource? So I started to do a ton of research on how this is impacting hiring, job searching, and um, started to really transition my content to giving more advice about that specifically. And through that, I got an opportunity with Money Magazine um, to become a writer. So um, I've written two articles for them and also one thing we're working on is a career advice column, like a you know Q and A thing. You, uh, readers can submit questions to me, and I'll answer them through a column. Um, so I really want to, you know, delve more into writing this year, and maybe I'll write a book. I don't know about. I said twenty twenty one. I would write a book, but that might now if we're just going to be at home, <laughs> I might do right, that or right, start right. on that. This well, that's yeah. that's a lot to be excited about. I'm man, I'm just, I'm just so proud of you. Thank you, thank you, George. Yeah. I appreciate you. You know, when we had our meeting in January of this year, 
and I'm sure you remember this, but there was something I wanted to launch, but I had all these excuses. And one thing you said that resonated with me was if you're looking for someone to give you permission to do this, like I give you permission. And that really resonated with me because I was seeking validation. I was seeking this, you know, someone to kind of push me out there. I was, for some reason, I, I needed that at that time. And you saying that to me, like, that always has stuck with me to where, you know, I can give myself permission to do the things that I want to do. Can I don't have to wait. Up and turn up. Hey, y'all, look, I don't, y'all have <laughs> yes. probably never seen me really promote my, like, just one-to-one, just like, you know, coaching. Cause I just don't, I have, you know, enough moving parts. And it's like one of those things that if you ask, I'll do, right. I just don't promote it. But it, you know, Tisha's kind of like, let y'all know that it's, you know, it's, it might be a, a worthy conversation now in full transparency, <laughs> her and I are friends. So, you know, we get to have a lot of, you know, candid conversations and, you know, that's, that was one conversation that we had, but we, you know, we, we talk or voice note, you know, almost weekly at this point. Right. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we definitely have open dialogue there, but, you know, not a shameless plug, but at the end of the day, what I, I go back to what I said earlier in the conversation, nothing that I ever say to her would matter if she didn't execute. So, you know, use this season to execute. One of the things that I've been telling people um, is to blame it on Corona. (laughs) And what I mean by that is a lot of y'all have stuff in your heart that's like, man, if I just had more time, I would do this. Or if the timing was right, I would do this. Or if I could figure out how to monetize, or I want to do this, but I can't figure out how to monetize it. Like a lot of people are having, have had those thoughts for a long period of time. Now is a great time to, to lean into those things, right? Because there's billion dollar corporations who are having to pivot. So who are you to not not have to be like, you know, Hey, well, you know, I didn't want to have to, you know, go in this direction, but I got to do it. And the reality is you wanted to go in that direction anyway, but you were looking for an excuse or you were looking for a way like so, so many people tie their roles to their identity. And so because they, you know, this being a career coach, because they've always done something right. It's like, well, what is it going to look like when I make this change? It's going to look like you right. doing what the heck you want to do that makes you fulfilled. And I know this this will really resonate with you being that you have a resume writing business. One of the things that I say is don't allow your resume to allow you to force you to keep resuming a life that you no longer want. Right. Just because you have those credentials on paper, just because people know you for that, like put like put yourself out there. Do what you want to do. Make that change. Make that pivot in this season in particular because everyone's having to do it, right? So now is your chance to do it and it not even look strange because if that's what you were worried about, like, oh, wow, where's that coming from? I never knew they wanted to do that. Now is your chance for, t- for you to do it and it's okay. And on top of that, the thing that you always hear me say is when the first of the month rolls around, if the people that you're so concerned about ain't sending you no checks to pay these bills... Why are you concerned with their opinions? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, well, Tish, it's Absolutely. been it's been great. Um, my last thing, of course, the same the question I ask everybody, because before. So now you might be one of the first people who get to answer both. Right. You, I asked you um, on the first podcast. What was my question at the end? It was like, gosh, I can't believe I don't remember it. I don't know, but it was a hard question. Yeah, this one this one won't be as hard. But no, it's like, what does um, right. what, it was something around the lines of like, what does what does it mean to live 
to live your life today while leaving a meaningful legacy for tomorrow. That's what it was, something like that. But being that my podcast name has changed, I've switched the question. And so my, my question to you is, what does living life uncensored mean to you? Mm. Living life uncensored to me is <laughs> is waking up and doing what I want to do. <laughs> like doing whatever it is that I feel like doing. Yeah. Um. I'm, I think I'm grateful to already live somewhat of an uncensored life. Since I don't report to anyone, I kind of say whenever I want. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, but living life uncensored is, you know, just being able to, and that's also more so of a long-term goal, is having, you know, quite a few different passive streams of income. And so waking up and if I don't feel like Working or if I feel like reading all day or meditating or spending time with my family, you know, I can do that. And so um, that is what I would say for just living uncensored. I think about living free, you know, yeah, yeah. having a free a life of, of freedom and infinite possibility. Right. Makes me want to cue that uh, that Meek Mill song was free. <laughs> <laughs> you actually and I guess in true form because a lot of people who don't know this they wouldn't know this about you unless they follow you on social media or they're your friend like you're a music head right like you be at all everybody's yeah. concerts I know you're probably hurting right now because you be at everybody's concert you put your playlist probably lit um, you really like music but it was ironic because a couple times throughout the podcast just based upon stuff you were saying it sparked like like a song came to mind like when you're talking about uh, being at the, the dealership <laughs> Um, what's that? It was that Jay Z song came to mind. Um, what's the difference between Jay Z song? I think Imaginary Player. Like, what's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6? Uh. You know, what I'm talking about that when he was talking about, um, <laughs> yeah, was that Imaginary? No, that, that's the name of the song, yeah, Imaginary Player. But it made me think about it because you were basically saying you can't just go to the lot and just like you know pick out your your car, right. right? You know what I'm saying? So, for whatever reason, that that came to mind, random, I know, but. I thought it was ironic because it's like the second <laughs> or third funny. time since throughout this podcast where a song came to mind based upon something that you were said in your music head. So we need circle. to make an uncensored playlist then. Hey, I'm putting you in charge need- of it. You're, you need to make the uncensored okay, playlist. I need that. You know, speaking of Jay-Z, this is so crazy to me. One thing that I did, I was doing was posting content where I was kind of blending like hip hop and rap and career. And um, I went to sleep and (laughs) woke up with a whole idea on how we can basically use JV's uh, lyricism as a model to revamp our LinkedIn profile. Mm. So I'll find that. I'll find that and I'll, um, I'll share it with you. But it was a really cool you know, like way to just kind of disseminate information in a, in a relevant um, for the culture, cultural way. Yeah, I like it. Yep. I like it. Well, Tish, thank you so much for for hopping on. Um, we're probably going to hop offline off the podcast and, and chat for a few more minutes. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Until next time, guys. Peace. All right. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. 
take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Podcast. Whether you've listened to one episode or 40 episodes, I am so grateful for you taking any amount of time out of your day to listen to my show. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show me that you have an appreciation for this content is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with at least three friends because that helps us spread the word, right? We don't have a big marketing budget over here at the Uncensored uh, Podcast Studios, which is my home office, by the way, but we do have your support. And with that support, we can reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. So guys, thanks so much uh, for your support. Please share this with three friends and leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.